Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about the changing face of online communications. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 57. Today we're going to have a chat about what's going on online. There's some crazy things going on online. There's lots of money being spent online and <laughs> we are going to have a chat about that. Heather Porter, you're here. Hello. Hello, hello everybody. Thanks again for joining us wherever you are in the world right now. We appreciate that. And yes, we are going to have quite a little chat around loads of things we've been learning over the last week and just the changing face of of communications, aren't we? Oh yes, there's lots of things going on, as I said, and uh, some scratch Mm. your head moments, I think. (laughs) Yes, agreed. Um, People all, all over, people all over the world are trying to scratch their head at some of the things that have just happened, and we'll talk about those in this episode. Now, so as always, go on. What are we going to start me. with? You, you, you can ask me a question, right? Go for it. I am. I am. Okay. Hey, Andrew, what did you learn last week? What did I learn? All right, I learned a couple of things. One of the things that I did learn, which was only today, that um, Google are now about to roll out an unsubscribe button in the top of your email. So if you're using Gmail and you're getting marketing messages, then you will have the ability to unsubscribe from those emails almost in the subject line of the email. You don't even have to read or open the emails anymore. You can get unsubscribed or you can unsubscribe directly from that part of your email. That is scary for marketers everywhere in the world, I'm thinking. What do you think about that, H? Very scary. I remember when not too long ago, uh, Gmail also did that thing where they automatically shoved marketing emails into a different tab of your email or your inbox. And now they're making it a whole level up, you know, where people don't even have to read your email anymore to go all the way down to the bottom. Because right now, basically, you have to go scroll down to the bottom to the unsubscribe link. Mm-hmm. And they're making it so you can unsubscribe at the top before you even read it, huh? So let's have a look at this for a second. Google yeah. come out and, you know, they've brought out these um, updates, SEO updates. You know, we, we keep saying SEO is dead. They brought out Penguin and Panda, and now they're bringing out the latest one, which is called, um, what is it? What's the latest one called? You know, oh, gosh. That one. The, the latest one, that it, one. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Another animal. It's another animal. It comes out. And um, so it changes the way everyone operates on online. They, they've all, almost been the police of the internet, the self-proclaimed police. They're making sure that internet searches are giving good results. They're giving the right results. They're not letting marketers do what they want. Um, and they are dictating what happens on the internet, which is pretty crazy. Now... They're doing the same for people's emails. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're making it hard for marketers. They're making it hard for businesses. I mean, it might be nice for you to um, get your uh, unsubscribe button delivered to the to the subject line, but they're, um, 
you know, they're, they're policing now what you get in your own inbox, which is interesting to say the least. It is. And we've talked before about email that it is still important and usable in your business and for your marketing purposes. But this is just one more step saying that if you only rely on email, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to really hurt. It's going to sting as we go forward. So it's so important to be speaking to your potential market and your clients in so many other ways. Yes. Um, so, wow. Wow. What an update, huh? Yeah. That just came out today. So that was a little scary. Um, but as, as usual, we'll find a way, we'll give you a solution, we'll tell you what people are doing. So stick with us in the podcasts and we'll come up with some um, alternatives and some things that you can make sure you're doing to keep in front of your customers. Now, That's right. that was me. That's what I learned. Um, and you can't say you learned this today because I did teach you this today. Well, I informed you about this stuff. But what else did you learn this week? <laughs> Well, my my thing's actually about the Android versus the smartphone sales. Mm -hmm. And um, basically what I was reading in the last week is that 80% of all the smartphone shipments right now are Android. That means they're not iOS, they're not Apple, they're not iPhone. <laughs> but here's the interesting twist on that is that of uh, mobile devices being used to check email, 44% of emails are checked on Apple devices, on wow. Apple mobile devices. Hmm. So what that says to me is that whereas most people are using Android now, business people are still using Apple because if 44% of Apple, which has a lot less being shipped out, is still being you know emails and stuff, that hmm. emails are still business communications. Quite interesting little twist there. That's uh, that's quite amazing, isn't it? It's um, it's fascinating how that's happening. So, what do you think that the case is? Is is it people that are buying Androids are using it for apps and games and stuff, uh, or is it just a different yeah. market altogether? Yeah, and I mean, I know at least from our experience because we have our magazine, online footprint magazine, and up until right, literally right now, we've had it only on um, iTunes. Mm -hmm because that's how our platform was developed. And I remember last year, we were trying to get it through the Android, uh, the Android Play marketplace, right? And it was, you were saying to me, it's like nothing, it's really badly built. It's not sort of structured for anything that we are used to in the iTunes environment. Yes. Um, but, and so that says to me that yes, Android up until now, or up until recently perhaps, has been more about the gimmicky mm -hmm. stuff, more about the games and the apps. Um, that are, you know, for fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing to think about, you know, is iTunes or Apple is just one company versus a whole bunch of other companies now using the Android um, platform for the basis of their phones, whether it's Samsung or mm -hmm. whatever. So, you know, it, it is, um, it, I can understand that there is a lot more shipment of Android phones going out to the world. Um, but I do find it fascinating that nearly half of the emails are checked on an on an um, yes on a iPod or iTunes an Apple device. Exactly, it's quite interesting. Now, so a little bit of a, um, a twist there, but yeah. So what else? What else do you think? What else do you have to say, Andrew? <laughs> well, I, I think one other thing, another big piece of news that's happened this week is 19 billion pieces of news, and that's the WhatsApp, uh -huh. the purchase of um, WhatsApp by Facebook, which is a scratch your head, what the heck's going on with that sort of thing. Now, a lot of people may be listening thinking, you know what, I've heard of WhatsApp only this week, 
when uh, Facebook paid a lot of money for it. But people are still, I, I taught it at a workshop last night and nearly every single person in the room had never heard of WhatsApp before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they're all thinking, why did they pay so much money for this particular app? Now, have you, do you use that WhatsApp at all? Not until uh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I think, and I think, Jackson. I think it's almost a great marketing ploy. They'll probably get a hundred million yeah. more people on it. But WhatsApp, um, just for people that don't know what WhatsApp does, it's almost like a, uh, well, it is. It's a it's a communication um, app that connects with your Wi-Fi, and then you can go and connect your friends. Um, it uses your phone number, your real phone number, but it connects them. And you can call people over the Wi-Fi network. Now, you can call people, you can uh, message them, you can send audios, you can send videos, you can send images. And what it's doing to the telco industry must be really hurting them because these apps, there's an app like uh, Viber does the same sort of thing. There's WhatsApp, there's a couple of other ones out there as well that they're using Wi-Fi technology to connect people um, and text and people are texting with each other. All of these text messages and all of the stuff that all these telcos were making a lot of money on, they've got to be worried now because that revenue has just disappeared, dried up with these sort of apps. You it know, is. So. And you know what? Because you, you were hooking me up onto the WhatsApp here this morning. We were having a play with it. And you know what? I'm impressed because it doesn't – first of all, you can call each other through it for free. You can also send videos. You can also send audio and images. Mm-hmm. So it is truly a full-blown, easy-to-use communication tool to pass back and forth files and ideas and um, to people all over the world, which we're you know, certainly a global business community now. So it's an easy way of staying in contact with not only your team, but even sending stuff to your clients. Yeah, definitely. I've been, I've been on WhatsApp for over two years now. Um, must yeah. be, it must be an early adopter. It's only four years old. <laughs> but um, yeah. um, so I've been on, and we used to use it. Like when we traveled, if we were doing events in another country, especially, and we didn't want to go and buy a phone card or a SIM card from another country, like we we're in Singapore, for instance, and we and we had Wi-Fi all over the place. Um, so when we were in Singapore, we could all talk to each other and call each other through our WhatsApp as long as we we're on the the hotel Wi-Fi. So we didn't need to be paying ridiculous fees. We didn't need to be going finding local SIM cards or local phones and that sort of thing. It's it's really helped people who travel internationally stay connected with people all over the world. So um, it's an awesome tool for that. But here's a couple of things, a couple of fascinating facts about this whole WhatsApp purchase. Now, WhatsApp, um, $16 billion in cash and a $3 billion in share and stock options or something like that. But... Here's a couple of interesting things about WhatsApp. Do you know they have over 450 million users right now? 450. See, this is what's interesting. Twice as many as Twitter. Has twice as many uh, users as Twitter, which is just uh, Mm. that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. And um, but what it does actually is it, and this is according to its own its own website, WhatsApp. But it actually processes 500 million images per day. 500 million images per day. Now, think about this. Um, Snapchat, Snapchat, which was offered $3 billion from Facebook a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and they turned it down. Mm. Um, Snapchat only only um, processes 400 million uh, images per day. So this is actually bigger than Snapchat. Wow. And um, Facebook used to be the biggest image sharing site on the planet, um, it currently only processes 350 million photos a day. 
So this 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 thing here is um, you know it's all, it's fifty percent more, at least fifty percent more busier than Facebook as far as images go. That's pretty mind-boggling. So I have a question. Why do you think that Facebook has been so interested in acquiring one of these um, apps, these sort of communication apps? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is that um, it's a younger target, younger demographic. Mm. We're, hearing, we're hearing that people are leaving Facebook for things like Instagram, which they went and paid a billion dollars for Instagram. And Instagram, everyone's heard of Instagram, right? Um, not everyone's using it, but everyone's heard of it. They're only processing 55 million photos a day. So this WhatsApp is actually 10 times bigger than Instagram. Go figure that. It's huge. So, so, it's huge. so Facebook are looking at it going, well... We started Facebook. You got to go back way back to day one when when Zuckerberg created this whole thing. Um, Facebook was a image. It was it was designed to share images of what other people on the campus look like, right? It was a photo. Mm-hmm. It was a photo thing from the beginning. So um, you know, he's still got this focus of images are going to be everything. So um, he's looking back and saying, well. If that was what started it, then let's continue. People wanted to see photos back then. My numbers grew. What are they looking at now? How? What, what are the tools that people are sharing photos on? Instagram was it. Let's buy it. Um, Snapchat, let's try and buy it. We didn't get through to, to buying that. Um, WhatsApp is the next big thing. They are a massive behemoth in the image industry right now. And no one no one really yeah. saw it. And Facebook came out and said, well, we'll pay you money for it. So, and I, fascinating. I think this is key around um, what you said earlier about the next generation. And because, I mean, in our house, we have two boys that are 11 and 13. And they're on their mobile devices and they use Snapchat and they use uh, an app called Kick, which is a messaging app. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if they use WhatsApp. I'll have to ask them about that one. But, but the key thing here is that the, this younger generation – is rarely hanging on to things like Facebook. I know one of them hasn't even – I put a comment on his wall on Facebook a week ago. He still hasn't even read it. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, right. They are, movi- they are moving away from that and they are using these, these messages and they are using as well the apps to edit – so and and we're talking, you know, the video editing apps, the image uh-huh. editing apps. They're putting uh-huh. filters on them, not just in Instagram, but there there's a complete other library of tools that this next generation is using to stick um, music on top of what they're doing, and then use these apps to send them back and forth, and then they share how many likes they've gotten in exchanges. So what it says to me is that. Um, you know, yes, images and ways of sending them back and forth and communicating is is so much important as us as marketers and business owners. I mean, ultimately, we are going to have to target the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we we yeah, we really are. Um, you know, if someone said that uh, what what he's paid for this WhatsApp is about ten percent of the company. That's it's about ten percent of what the company's worth. And, um, you know, they said, well, he's, he's smart enough to know that Facebook, anybody can create a Facebook. I mean, it's nothing, I mean, it, it's grown into a massive thing, but um, it's technically, technologically, it's not super advanced, but um, he said someone can come along and knock it off. Knock it off. Um, and if something's growing like it is, like the WhatsApp, he said, well, you know, I'm better off giving up 10% of my company and owning the whole, um, the whole market rather than getting knocked off because I didn't want to give away 10% mm-hmm. of my company. So um, mm-hmm. I think he's got a fairly large vision about what he wants to do. And, and, and you know, he's still young enough to keep in touch with 
um, the younger generation to see what they're doing and what's working right now. And if it's working and can fit in with his his platform, then I think he's going to make that acquisition. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more acquisitions in the near future about other apps that people are buying. No, no. And you know, um, just an interesting piece of information on stats. I don't know it for WhatsApp, but I was just looking at this last week for Snapchat. Their user base is from the age of 15 to 23. And I would imagine that a lot of these other apps as well, like WhatsApp, are going to be um, in that sort of age range starting point as well. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, as a business owner, if we're sitting here thinking through this new trend, we're looking at how Gmail is, you know, coming down strong on marketing emails. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at how apps are being bought and sold. What, um, what do you think that we should be listening to as business owners? And what should we be preparing to do with our marketing? Um, I'd say first and foremost, listen to <laughs> listen to what your market wants. You know, no mm. point, no point going out and trying to make make WhatsApp work for you if um, yeah. your market's not even on there. Like, you know, as I said, I was at this workshop last night, you know, ideally our target market, and none of them had heard of WhatsApp. So do I care about that? No. Do I need to go and waste my time trying to market on WhatsApp? Not that you can market on WhatsApp, but let's just say that it was the next thing. Um, I don't want to go and waste my time unless I know my target market's there. And, and the same question with um, the social platforms. People say, well, I'm not on Twitter. Do I need to be? You don't need to be on Twitter if you're market is not there so wherever your target market is then go there if you've got a target market of 18 year old to 20 year old kids then maybe you got to look at kick and snapchat and those things for marketing um but if that's not your target market then don't don't think that you have to be every all things to all people i love that you said that because i bet there's people listening to this thinking oh great now I have to go learn how to do all this stuff too. Yeah. And no, no, like like you said, if you're selling T-shirts to the younger market, then yes, you're going to need to learn it. But um, as, fine as, as far as finding out where your market's hanging out, a really good way of doing that, in my opinion, is looking at your statistics, um, so tracking your you know your analytics and seeing which social media sites people are coming into your website from, but also just asking them. So when you have, uh, if you're doing an event or you're talking to your clients, just say, hey, just out of curiosity, what uh, social accounts do you use? Mm -hmm. You know, and and then like you said, focus just on those because you don't really need to worry about the other ones. But it's just interesting trend stuff, I guess, that we're talking about, the changes on the horizon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's you know it, it's a changing market, and this is the biggest thing we're finding with most people is that they're getting overwhelmed with all of this information. How do we keep up? Yeah. What's going on? What does that mean? Um, you know, suddenly there's an app that's suddenly the biggest thing since sliced bread, and no one has ever heard of it. Um, you know, <laughs> does that mean does that mean I've got to go and change all my um, my marketing? No, you don't. Just just know that it's available. Know that it's out there. Um, and then when your market starts moving towards it, if you just keep, as you said, keep an eye on your analytics, if you start to see some growth in that area, then maybe start mm. thinking about moving toward it. But if you keep up with what's going on with your customers, then all you need to do is just be there where they are. Yeah, and on the point of, I suppose, with your customers, we do know, let's talk a little bit about just images in general. And I suppose, because uh, these tools share both image and videos, mm-hmm. what um how might somebody start to think about using videos and images in their communications a bit more? Do you have any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, um, images. Um, you know, it's funny. We, you and I have been testing this on on the paid. Mm. On, on, we've been testing this on Facebook for paid images, and what we're finding is that images, when we're paying, when we're paying for news feed ads, our images are not getting as much interaction as we thought they would. Um, however, when we do images on uh, non-paid uh, sections, like just organic sections. Um, we're finding interaction. So I'm sort of asking myself, does Facebook actually show images in a paid ad or not? You know, that's mm-hmm. just my question to it. But I still think images are, um, they're everywhere now. Everyone's got an, there's an image every second day. There's so many of those images that are all quotes now with an image attached to it sort of thing. Um, it's becoming a bit ho-hum, to be honest with you, on yeah. my news feed anyway. Um, we're seeing that all the time. Um, so images are great, but you want to make sure they're standing out and they're being different because um, people want different. They want to see something that they, that they don't see every day. And if you can create images, uh, and, and oftentimes it doesn't have to be created. It can just be a real image. You know, some of the best posts we've ever had on our Facebook page have been images of just things we've taken. Like it's just a normal image. There's no no Instagram filters put over the top. There's no special effects. There's no words over the top. It's just, hey, this is an image we saw. We captured it. Um, and, you know, we, we, we may have posed a question around it. And that's getting some of the best interaction that we can find. So images for me are still going to be very powerful. I think um, with the advent of, you know, Flippergram and Snapchat and all those sort of things, um, we've all got awesome cameras in our pockets like never before. In fact, everyone listening right now has probably got a camera within arm's reach of them that they could take a photo of themselves right now and send it to us. That's how easy these are. In the old days, you have to think about, oh, I've got to take my camera. I've got to remember to pick it up and stick it in my pocket or my purse when we're going out so I can take some photos. And then when I'm out, I've got to remember to pull it out and take photos. Now, it's in your hand the whole time. If it's not in your hand, it's in your pocket and it's there ready to go. And it becomes second nature. People are taking photos all the time of stuff. You know, it's not uncommon yeah. to see people taking photos in a restaurant of um, not groups of people, but just food and menus. And, you know, funny, I went to an event recently and uh, instead of people taking notes these days, people are just taking photos of slides now. They don't want to take photos. <laughs> and, and I took a photo of all the people taking photos. It was awesome. There's like 300 people in a room, <laughs> probably 250 cameras all up, all the screens up trying to take photos of the slides because no one wanted to take photos of – no one – sorry, no one to take notes. I'm like, this is almost hilarious. It's comedy. Oh, my God. And, you know, uh, I liked what you said about the real images because I think that if you're thinking about online, um, I, I have a comparison to make about it versus reality TV. We like to see what other people are doing. And also, not only that, but the filters that they use to look at things in their life, especially in business, I think. So if you're looking at a mentor or a business that you like or a business is trying to build a tribe, the businesses that are exceeding, succeeding with images are the ones that are bringing in storylines that are kind of showing personal things that are happening not only in the business life of the business but the life of the founders of the business or the expert and the thought process that goes behind it and i i'm saying that because of the image that you posted when you put one up of a coffee shop and they mm-hmm. basically knocked down the wall to make it easier for their clients to walk by and get a takeaway coffee and that is through your filter andrew that's through you understanding not only working years and in, in pubs and hotels um, and understanding how bricks and mortar businesses 
need to be to to survive and thrive, your filter was, I need to take a photo of that and show that to people. So I guess use of images is no, no longer not as much about quotes, but really through using your storyline and your expertise and how you see the world and then bringing that as an educational piece or inspirational piece to the people that are following you. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, actually, Br- bringing your story into it because it's all – that's what it yeah. is these days, you know, this content, whole content marketing tidal wave that's happened this year and thanks to Google and their, <laughs> and their, yeah. update, their update that we can't remember the name of um, – I'm sure you can remember it. Was it Canary? No, I'm only joking. Anyway. <laughs> um, poodle. <laughs> what, what? No, I'm kidding. Poodle. <laughs> poodle. Yeah. The Poodle update. Poodle. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the story is, is a big thing now. People want to know your story. You've got to stand out differently. They're not just interested in now your products or services and the benefits of them. They want to know, are you a real person I can do business with? Because if you're just like me, then I'm happy to do business with you. And as you're right, you know, you're right. It took, there wasn't a line of people taking a photo of this coffee shop. It was just me. And and that was my filter. That was the way I am. Um, And, you know, we got some good results. And I guess that sort of, that sort of, uh, comes down to, you know, if we've got our target market right, we're giving the right information to our target market, they're going to appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good point. Get out there and take photos of your story, what represents you, and that and that coffee shop was a good representation of me. So, yeah, like you said that, that's good. Yeah, cool. I guess that's – I've just been thinking about what I've been attracted to lately online, and it's, yeah, quotes. Sometimes I'll look at those, but you know what it is. It's when I can have a peek – inside somebody's life in a way that impacts me that I can feel that has affected my life or my business for the greater good that Mm -hmm. I can walk away and go wow I got inspired or I got an amazing idea just from that image because of how you as a human being think and what you've provided to me in that moment so um, another key key point on that is like one of my friends who's quite good on social media she's always putting really beautiful images of recipes and food that she does and she takes the time to go pick a flower put it on the counter next to the the items the ingredients and then she literally almost frames it up like a stylish shot so she's not just taking a photo of food but she's taking a photo of of a um, ingredients and a meal that anybody can then make because she's incredibly stunning and and slender so a lot of women are looking at her going what do you do, right? Uh-huh. So she's being smart and she's showing us in a step or a, a, you know, a, a part of her life by giving us this illustration that we can replicate. Mm. Yeah. So um, one more thing I'd like to kind of, I guess, talk about is we're starting, I guess we, we need to start to wrap up, huh? So <laughs> what's about these, um, these GIF images? Speaking of a new way of using images, yeah. animated GIFs. Animated mm. GIFs, yeah. Well, I mean, GIFs have been around for a long time. Um, so for those that don't know, GIF is one of those little images that looks like it's looped around. It's maybe two or three seconds long. It can be a little bit longer. Um, and it's an image that um, as soon as it, it's like a video, but as soon as it's finished, it plays it again over and over again. Um, I don't think uh, Facebook, in fact, I know Facebook doesn't let GIFs, uh, you can't upload a GIF to Facebook, so you can't watch them on um, Facebook. I think Twitter does let you do it, but I definitely know Google Plus lets you upload mm-hmm. GIFs. So GIFs have been making a comeback. Because up until recently, up until Google Plus days, you, you know there was gifts gifts on some websites, but that was about it, um, and, some, and maybe sometimes an email. But now, what people what we're discovering also is that the in, infographic wave that we had 
last year where everyone was doing an infographic and there was an infographics on infographics. Um, they were all static pictures, but now there's things popping up called gifographics. And gifographics yeah. are pretty awesome. In fact, if we could stick one in our resource guide, in our resource page um, for this episode, that could be pretty cool too. So people can see what a, a gifographic looks like. It's essentially an infographic, but it has a moving picture inside it. Um, and it can it can be really, really cool. And I think that's what's going to be the future this year for infographics is gifographics. Yeah, so you're, you're in one place and you're almost, it's almost like a, a movie in, in a way, an animated movie, but it's just really short and sort of loops yeah. um, around. And, yeah. and like you said, I mean, you can educate people with, with that. You can make people laugh. Um, it's, and Pinterest as well, just a week ago, has allowed in their apps to, you can now use GIFs as well. So it's, oh, yeah, there you go, if yeah. everyone's, everyone's jumping on, you know, it's, it's something, I mean, let's just look at it like this, right? If Pinterest has gone through the development costs to allow this new type of image to be used in their network, obviously there's a trend and there's a reason behind yep. um, why they should be doing that. And it's because people are using them. So yeah. just another thing to keep an eye out for as well. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, I think that's almost a wrap. It was, uh, it was a good, just a little conversation about stuff today. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Me so too. So where, where can people find out more? Um, give us a rundown and tell them about our VIP lounge, which is just going crazy right now. I know. It's exciting. So, well, first things first is we would love for you to come on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. And um, this is where we put our show notes. And as Andrew just said, we're going to hunt down one of these animated uh, inform- what are they? Gifographics, as you said. <laughs> and we'll stick one in there. So you can find our show notes and resources and all sorts of cool little things over at that website. But our lounge. So we have this online community where Andrew and I literally, um, Andrew, you were saying that, was it yesterday or the day before, someone came up to you and said, look, I'm really interested in hanging out with you guys in your online lounge and learning from you, but how old are the videos? Mm-hmm. And you said... We basically do them the day we release them. So what you get inside of there is the most up-to-date information on everything from how to create landing pages and websites to traffic methods to social media tactics. And you get access to us in our private Facebook group. So it is, like you said, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good little hangout zone and we're getting some good traction in there too. Yes, definitely. So there you go. Come and join us. We're doing a live hangout. Um, I think it's very soon. We're doing a live hangout too. So come on in. Come and join us. AYBLounge.com. AYBLounge.com. Come say hi. There you go. All right, H, great chatting to you. I'll, um, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, guys, for your support, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to AYBpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts and they fasten. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.